Well, I want to talk to you for a few moments today, and I really mean for a few moments because we have a water bautisma following. We want to get it all done before noon. Um, but I want to share with you a couple of thoughts in a, about making of a champion, making of a champion. And you know, it's pretty obvious today, Super Bowl Sunday, so it is obvious to talk about what's the requirements, what is expected out of us as Christian followers, as Christian believers, as we are uh, racing the mark and racing this race of life and how to be a champion in the things of God and how to be a champion even in our, in our walk with the Lord as Christian believers, that we are walking with God and moving forward in all that God has for us in our life. And how many know that serving the Lord sometimes is not easy? It's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's things that you have to work on. There's things that, that come your way. There's temptations that come our way. There are obstacles that come our way. There are situations that we encounter in life and in our homes, with our children, in our workplace, and, and whatever that t tend to challenge our commitment and tend to challenge our faith. And, of course, it is a struggle sometimes, but, but we need to understand that there is a, a reward. There is, a, there is a, there's something ahead for us that if we learn to push through those processes, if we learn to understand that, that God has something great for us and something amazing for us, you know, that if we can just get a hold of that, understand that there is a plan. God has a plan for each one, each one of us. God has a plan for our life. God has a purpose for our life that, that we're just not here killing time, that we're just not here going through, through the motions and, and day, day in and day out. And, you know, we wake up in the morning, go to work and do all this stuff and come home in the same routine day in and day out. I mean, th th there's more to that. There's, there's more to that, just doing that, mowing the stupid grass every week and just kind of, you know, just keeps growing every week. I wish it stops growing, you know, but, but I mean, that's life. That, that's life and that's things that we encounter and, 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 and that's part as, as Christian followers of Jesus Christ that we are being challenged and, and we need to understand that there is a greater purpose in life. Well, let me just kind of throw this at you for a moment. What does it take to become a, a, a Super Bowl champion? Or, or the making of a champion. You know, and, and let me just explain that for a few moments. The, the, the winning of tonight's game will be the team that, that have certain specific traits in their, in, their, in their team. The team that has the greatest desire will win tonight. The team that has the most discipline. The team that has the most determination. The team that has, is, is willing to practice self-denial. The team that possesses the greatest distinction and character, that team, whoever it may be, will, will win the Super Bowl. Because it takes dedication. It takes discipline. It takes all of this stuff for us to understand, to accomplish that goal. And, and Super Bowl champions doesn't start just last week. It started before the season started. They were already planning and thinking, how do we get to that the main stage of the world, which is Super Bowl, but it takes dedication, it takes commitment, all of this. And if football and many people could play the game, if there are only a few that rises in the status of a Super Bowl champion, do you know where, where the rest of the NFL team is tonight watching it from home? Because only few of them rose to the occasion and, and, and go higher while the others are watching it at home, watching the football game. And they're, they're at home, just like all of us watching the game tonight. 
What separates a Super Bowl champion team from the, from the team with the worst record? What well, is desire? It's discipline, determination, denial, distinction, uh, applied day in and, and day out. I mean, serving the Lord, walking with God. Church, listen to me for a moment. You know, it, it takes dedication. It takes requirement that we work on it continuously. Listen, it happens, it happens even to the best of us who have been serving God for a long time. Even people who are serving God for a long time, they, 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 they fall off the wagon sometimes. Come on, somebody. Even they make mistakes, and even they, they slack off. But our goal is to get back on the wagon, get back on discipline, and keep pushing forward because there is a plan for my life. Maybe you have had a setback. Maybe you had a setback with, with, with certain addictions and certain problems in life that, that have derailed you from their purpose, have derailed you as a father, have derailed you as a mother, have de derailed you as a son or daughter, and the responsibilities that are before you have, have caused you to not fulfill them correctly because you understand that, yes, it's not working out, but you also learn to understand that if I can learn to trust in God, that if I learn to trust in the Lord, that I can overcome these struggles. You see, Vince Lombardi, former coach of the Green Bay Packers, and the winning coach of the Super Bowl one, stated in a speech call, what does it take to be number one? This is what he says. says winning is not a sometime thing. It is an all the time thing. In other words, not just once in a while. It's all the time thing. You don't win once in a while. You don't do things right once in a while. You don't do them right. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. Every time a football player goes to play, he's straight. He got, he got to play from the ground up, from the sole of his feet right to his head. Every inch of him has to play. Think about it for a moment. In other words, when he steps into the field, he can come here 50%. He can come in the field 80%. He has to be on the field 100% from, from the source of his feet to the top of his head, completely dedicated, completely submerged to what is ahead of him to accomplish that goal if he's going to win the game. Listen, it applies to us as well as Christian believers. Whatever you are, wherever you stand right now in your walk with God, that you come to a point to realize that what I have been doing in the past, what I've been doing in the, before this time is not working anymore. It's not satisfying me anymore. That I've come to the point to realize that I'm stepping all the way and I'm stepping forward to accomplish what God has for me. And how many know that's what we need to do? That's what we need to do as Christian believers. That's what we need to do to understand that if we're going to accomplish that goal in our life, that it takes that requirement, it takes that dedication for us to do that. And I want you to know that another game is being played also today. And you are part of that game. But unlike the Super Bowl, your game has eternal consequences. It's more than just a game on the field. It's more than just a game that we watch on TV. It's your personal life that is on the balance. It's your life that must understand how far am I going. And like the NFL 
only a few Christians will rise up to the level to play and display by a Super Bowl champion. So my question for you today is this. What does it take to be a Super Bowl Christian? What does it take to serve God 100% and understand that there's a greater purpose in my life? That there is a greater destiny in my life. That as long as I'm serving God, that I'm serving the Lord, and I'm being faithful with God, that He's going to open doors to the left and open doors to the right. But as long as I'm serving the Lord, He will open those doors and opportunities for my life. But it takes dedication. And what separates a champion from the average person? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, first, the thing that requires to be a Super Bowl Christian is desire, discipline, determination, denial, and distinction. You see, we find this trait in two passages of Scripture, and I believe that this will lay the foundation down. And many of you, if you grew up in church, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this is what it talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27. He says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. In other words, listen, you got strict training if you're going to accomplish that. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a bow on my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the price. Think about it. Just, there was a lot to chew on right here. That it requires dedication. It requires work to get there. Now, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, says this through 14. It says, now that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Now, this is important. But one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. How many know that I can park right there and preach on that for a few moments? The problem is that sometimes for us to go forward, we have to let go of what's behind us. Sometimes for us to accomplish the goal that God has for us, we need to understand that we, we, we're no longer in the past. The past has passed, it's behind us, and we look forward. And he says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize which God have called me heaven war in Christ Jesus. He understands, listen, if I'm going to do this right, if I'm going to accomplish this, there, there are things that I have to let go back there and look forward and understand that I'm going to go forward in Christ. I'm going to go forward in God. 
and I'm not going to allow my past, I'm not going to allow my failures, I'm not going to allow my setbacks to dictate my future. Can I get an amen this morning? You know what? That you don't allow the enemy to tell you that you ain't good enough, that you ain't going to make it, that you will never amount to anything. Look where you come from. Look where you've been. But if the past is behind you and Christ lives in you now, my friend, there's one way forward. It's going move, moving forward with God and trusting the Lord. And the, and the sooner we get a hold of that, so we understand that here Paul was speaking to that generation that they were doing games, like Olympic games, and they were winning a crown of, of leaves and a crown of, of gold and silver. And he said, listen, I know you guys are doing all this for that, but there is something greater than that. There's something greater than winning a medal. And, and nothing wrong with being successful. Nothing wrong with accomplishing things. Nothing wrong with that. But what matters the most is where you're going to go. You know, when Eric was thinking earlier, when, when we fly away one day, come on, somebody. One day, either you're going to be on the ground or walking through the neighborhood. And when that trumpet sounds, When that trumpet sound, I ain't going to say, hold on, I'm leaving things behind. No, I'm out of here. I, I ain't going to look back. I ain't going to look back and say, wait a second. No, I'm going to be out of here because you know what? I've been looking forward to this day right now. I, you know what? The, 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 the older my daughter is getting, the more I'm praying for the rapture to take place. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Any, any dads out there? Pastor Darrell will find out soon. Micaiah is still young, but give it around another 15, 15 years. He'll be praying for the rapture real hard. But how I many of that's true? We, we, we are ready. We're looking forward to that day. And that's exactly what Paul was talking about. Listen, just like these athletes compete, just like these athletes prepare, just like these athletes get ready to accomplish that and, and work hard and they discipline themselves, well, we should do the same thing as Christian believers, that we understand that there have to be desire, desire to run to win. Paul would say, desire to want something so bad. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do whatever it takes to get it? You know what? That's what he was talking about. Walking with God, that you want to be with the Lord so bad. You want to walk with God. It's desire, it's discipline, determination, and deny. We have to deny ourselves sometimes to get to that goal. You know, all of these things are part of, of walking with God and serving the Lord and understanding. You know, and, and, and you know, and then you, when you're there, Pastor Eric, come on up, Pastor Eric. And you, when you know when they're there, it also, it takes teamwork. You know, it takes teamwork to accomplish also those goals. In other words, you're not walking through this journey on your own. You're not walking through this journey on your own. That there are people around you to help you, to walk with you, and encourage you to accomplish those goals in life. And I think that is important when we understand that. You see, in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully came, they were all in one accord, in one place. 
Now, as I'm wrapping this up, teamwork, it's a beautiful thing. When people come together for the same purpose, they can accomplish almost anything. But what makes a team more effective than individuals? You know, to win a Super Bowl like we're talking about, it takes a whole team. It takes more than just one person. It takes a team to accomplish that. It takes working together. And we as a church, we're one team. All of us have a weakness. All of us have a weakness that gets us into trouble. All of us have a weakness somewhere in our life that there's something we struggle with. There's something that, that if we pamper that and, we've, and we cater that thing, it's, it, it can get us in trouble. There's a weakness. But your weakness doesn't make you weak. Your inability to guard against your weakness is what makes you weak. If you don't guard it, if you don't, if you don't put a wall and say, listen, I can't, I can't allow this into my life. Whatever that is, whatever that is, that an addiction, whatever that is that you say, if, if, I don't, if I don't guard myself against this, it will penetrate and it will take me off the course of the goal that God has for me. So in other words, you have to make up your mind and say that I ain't going to allow this into my life. In other words, if you, how do you guard against your weakness? By surrounding yourself with people who are stronger where you are weak. We call it a team. Listen, let me finish with this real quick and we're going to transition. In a team, you gather lots of people with different skills. Casey here, he's a baseball coach for the Southeastern University. And we were one of his games a couple weeks ago as he was coaching that team. And you learn things because it takes different people to accomplish in football or base baseball you see in a team you gather lots of people with different skills set and then you arrange them for each person's talent and shortcomings in, a, in baseball for example you get one person who's good at throwing and make them the pitcher you get another person who is good at catching but needs work in, at throwing then you make them the first baseman then you get a guy who is well-rounded, who can throw both, throw and catch, and you make him the shortstop. You see, each person has strength and weakness. When you are on a team, you don't use your teammates' weakness against them. You compensate for their, those who are weakness. When you know that a teammate can catch a ball on his left side, you stand on his left. If an outfielder sees that the shortstop missed the ball, he runs for the, to save it. Even though the individual members may be weak, the team is strong. And you, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that we as a church, we're stronger together than individually. That we are a family, that we encourage each other, that we pick each other up. You know there's people right now on this property, some of them are cooking food, some of them are preparing, some are in the nursery, some in children's room out there 
nursery workers and, and, and children's church helpers and so on. It takes a team to make a Sunday morning what it is. You know, it takes a media team of about five, six people. They're running all this stuff from, from, from the screams here, from, from YouTube and Facebook and, and Spotify and, and, and podcasts and all, their, all the editing going on as we're speaking. And then they're interacting with people that you don't know nothing about. They're interacting with people around the world right now, talking to people around the world. But you know what? It takes a team as we accomplish the goal. It, all of us working together to accomplish one goal and what it is to see people come to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the bottom line of all of this. But it takes all of us working together to become a Super Bowl champion. Making of a champion. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to say goodbye to our online family. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. We'll see you back next Sunday morning at 11 a.m. God bless you.